Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be covering all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'll be sharing a mixture of solo mini episodes and interviews with other business and community leaders who also happen to be parents. Season three of the podcast has been sponsored by the Startup Community Empowerment Fund, which is presented by Startup Canada, MasterCard Canada, Sovereign Insurance, and UPS Canada. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Visit mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Jane Downs is a parent of four kids, a chartered accountant, and the founder of Parttime.ie, a flexible work recruitment website, and Jane Downs Finance Talent, a specialist recruitment agency for the finance sector in Ireland. Having 20 years experience working with the big four firm, multinational and small and medium enterprises, she spent a decade of her finance career in part-time roles. Our conversation is split into three parts. In this second mini episode, we talk about Jane's advice for primary caregivers who've taken a career break and how companies could explore more inclusive workplace solutions for parents. Let's get into it. So from a candidate's perspective, if you're working at home at the moment, or if you've been on a career break to look after either children or a loved one, either before the pandemic or because of it, do you have any tips for people on negotiating flexible work arrangements or part-time arrangements and kind of what things they could do to demonstrate the output over the hours and how to kind of prepare for those conversations? Yeah. So like if people are coming back from a career break, I think, you know, a lot of people feel they kind of feel, you know, they have to apologize for it and they kind of can go into interviews and it's a big stress point for people going into interviews, how they're going to, how they're going to explain this five-year gap in their CV. So on that, like I would always say to people, and I know from speaking to businesses, it's not an issue. You need to go in and I suppose taking time out is a very valid choice. Like I know of people who are really senior in some of the tech companies and they have taken time out. Uh, They took maybe a two-year block or a three-year block. So I think it's really important if you are in that position that you maybe just look and identify all the amazing skills that you learn when you're at home, such as, you know, time management, uh, patience, empathy, conflict resolution. There's so many of them. And they're all such key skills, soft skills in the workplace as well. And, you know, when people are interviewing for a job and they have, you know, whether an engineer or they're an accountant or whatever they're a lawyer, whatever they are. I mean, you've if you've passed all the exams, there's an assumption you have the technical skills and you should have those. But it's it's all those other soft skills really that are that makes sets you apart from other people. So I think it's really important to, if you've had time out, you look at what you've done and kind of just identify all the learnings you've had and what you can bring back to the workplace. And, you know, on that basis, and then in terms of negotiating for more flexible working, you know, it's really down to, I suppose, just putting forward your best traits and your best your best strengths and and trying to explain, to, to demonstrate to the employer how how you feel you can do it. I mean, it might be whether you start a bit earlier, you you know you do it over different days or whatever. But you know, once once you identify a clear, I suppose what work has to be done and and just try and figure it out with them. But I do think it's going to be. I think employers, if they feel if they're getting the right candidate, from what I see, if they feel they're getting the right person, they're definitely you know opening up to a more flexible arrangement. Just going to go back to the first time we met in Ireland and I had brought my young family with me. I didn't bring them into the startup space with me for once when I met you because my husband was with me. But I remember explaining to you what I was doing with creating the pop-up childcare and play areas in startup spaces. And you were like, 
Well, that's a bit ahead of, ahead of um, you know, we were talking about women in tech and how to get people into entrepreneurship. And I'm just wondering, do you think during this pandemic that you'll see, you know, when you return to in-person networking events, it's hard to predict, but do you feel like people are getting more comfortable with mixing babies in business and you might see more parents mixing those things and coming into the Porter Shed potentially for networking events and bringing their child with them? Do you feel like that might change? And yourself as a person, have you felt comfortable doing anything like that as a, a professional during your career? Or have you always tried to separate the two? Yeah, I mean, my, my kids are a little, were a little bit older by the time I came to this, but I have certainly in a previous employment, you know, on occasion when I've had somebody home, you know, I've had had to bring a child into an office and just tell them sit there and you know there's a pen and paper and just color away and I would have felt and I think you know I think that would happen quite readily I think a lot of people would feel comfortable um bringing a child in for whatever reason I also it's funny I was thinking about this because now that we've had everybody working from home and children are at home and you know who hasn't been on a zoom call for a child hasn't burst in or there's been a roar in the background so I think I think this has been really good for everyone to see that, you know, people you work with, they have other lives too, and they, they have a lot going on outside of work. And I think we were very, you had to be, everyone was very tolerant of that. And I've never once heard anyone say, oh, you know, you could hear all the kids in the background. So it would be fantastic if we, if that could now translate in. But I think like a lot of stuff, it'll come It'll come from if we see the bigger companies moving on it. We have a massive issue with childcare in Ireland. And I feel so bad for anyone who is trying to, first of all, access it and secondly, pay for it because it's extortionately expensive and really difficult to get. So I would like to see, and I think there's one or two companies who provide pre-pandemic had, had started into it. Now, it's slightly different what you're saying, but like on-site childcare. And I think that would enable, I mean, childcare is one of the big blockers for women working, for sure. And there is already a talent shortage in many of the sectors in Ireland. So, I mean, that to me is, is where companies could really gain a bit of competitive advantage if they could, whether it's on-site or whether they provide, they get access somewhere. But if they just embrace childcare and say, right, people have children, we want them to have children, they have to be minded. So if there was, and again, I think sometimes it happens when the big companies move on it. Like if there was a company that that helped you with that, rather than, you know, you have to work around it. I think that would have a, be a huge um, asset for them in terms of attracting talent, certainly of a certain age, because like my experience is most people kind of want to keep working. A, maybe with flexibility and B, once the kids are minded, you know, and, and that's all manageable. But right now it's a huge block for people trying to manage how to all, keep all the balls in the air. And I think a lot of people just choose to leave the workforce as a result because they, it just becomes too difficult. So I I think if you got one or two companies who just decided we're going to tackle this because our, you know, the two issues, that and housing, but if you could get on top of the childcare, and I think it's an easier one to tackle because you can just set it up somehow and it just solves a, a very immediate problem for people. You know, and then it'd be nice. People would have their kids somewhere close by and they could go and see them at lunch or whatever. And I think it could be a win-win for everybody. Yeah, to put it into context, Ireland has one of the most expensive childcare systems in the world. And it also has a shortage of providers. So since the pandemic started, a lot of creches and daycares, nurseries have had to shorten their pickup times or dial them back to 3 p.m. or you know earlier. So even just work or employers allowing for flexible pickup and start and stop times for parents would help as well so that you don't feel like you're racing to 
avoid the late fee penalty or that your kid is the last one getting picked up? Absolutely. It's a big issue. And I often say, imagine if the school system was done on a private basis. So if you were relying on the private sector to provide your primary education for your children, the mess that would be. So, you know, it's just, I think it, it just is a system that doesn't really work and it needs to be solved to allow more people access to the talent market. Yeah, it's very related to talent shortage and yeah. people opting out of the workforce and dropping out of the workforce. And you can see that with the statistics that the US has just released in the last month too, that there's been a huge drop when school started in women's workforce participation. The pandemic has highlighted the need for childcare as an essential service as well. It was one of the few things that was allowed to remain open in Canada. It did highlight the requirement of that industry as as an essential business. Thanks again to Jane for sharing her thoughts on positioning yourself as a candidate, access to affordable childcare, and its connection to attracting and retaining top talent. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation, where we'll talk about how she's been looking after herself and what she wishes someone would have told her before becoming a founder. Check out Jane and her work at financetalent.ie. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more business resources for parents on my website covering startup, entrepreneurship, flexible and remote work news at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.